a gigantic middle finger to everything that is rotten about music, rock and roll, and corporate power. Thing is, though, if you don't laugh, you're going to go on a killing spree with sharp and nails. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Confidence of a huge. Ba ba hoo ba ba hoo ah. Boop ba 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 hoo. You're listening to Protonic Reversal. Okay. <laughs> I believe you.
Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total photonic reversal. Photonic reversal. With your host, Holding Your Drum. Broadcasting from the secret underground lair in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A gigantic middle finger to everything that is rotten about music, rock and roll, and corporate power. Thing is, though, if you don't laugh, you're gonna go on a killing spree with sharp and nails. Confidence of a hero or a fool. I wasn't exactly certain which. Not whatever. And for what an excellent professional segue that was. 150 people with a massive crowd, you know. You know, I kind of know the sound man for Rob Zombie. And presenting you the illusion of choice. See anything wrong with, you know, being into the stuff you're into? Yeah, it's a very good question. I like that because of that beginning, middle, and end. Could not be more professional. Get you pumped up. We have answers. It means something. That's like a science thing, right? That's right, babies. You are here. We are here. It is a science thing. It is a science thing. Oh, it's always a science thing. It's always a science thing, even. Uh, this is this is uh, what we do. This is who we are. This is uh, the one and only... Protonic reversal. And welcome to it. Uh, we are having, we have a good show for you. I'm just going to go ahead and turn the unwound off that's playing on the radio. <laughs> oh. Because, uh, Oops. Apparently everyone else's show can run smoothly except for mine. That's uh, that's that's where we're at because I it's only my station and BD, <laughs> no big deal. But it's okay. We we are doing this for the love. We are doing this uh, not for the for the money for the adulation. We do this for the love of it and to find out why everyone else does what they do uh, as well. Pure fact. Pure, pure unadulterated. Fact. Uncut. Uncut. Uncut even, yes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uncut pure mm. facts. That's some pure facts right Whoa, there. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, that's the good that's stuff. The good stuff. Oh. <laughs> good lord. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I apologize for that humor already. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yes, we're going to have uh, Mr. Rick Sims uh, as, as the guest tonight. Uh, it's going to be the second hour, and looking forward to that. Of course, uh, who, what all um, <laughs> what all is, what all is he from, oh, Josh? Oh, gosh, he's from, he's, the, he's from so many things. From the digits. The digits is, is my that's my jam. That's and, my, uh, my the, favorite. The Gaza Strippers. Gaza Strippers, yeah. Uh, for a while in the Super, ch- super Chunk. No, the Super <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> he was in Super Chunk, huh? Oh, I would have laughed. That's coming up. It's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> Working on the next album with uh, right, Mac it's, there. It's got an exclusive here. I uh, got the, uh, what, the Lee Harvey Oswald bands? Lee Harvey Oswald band, which is uh, one of one of the, the lesser known but f- absolutely fascinating uh, 
groups. Yes, indeed. Uh, and of course, uh, th- th- he's on that amazing Fred Schneider record. The uh, uh, just, until, just yes. Fred. Fred Schneider of the B-52s. Oh, Fred Schneider of the B-52s, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> the until recently uh, very underrated just Fred, which is seems yeah, kind of seems to like these days. The, the world kind of caught up to it, I guess, yeah. a little bit. Like, and yeah. I thought it was, I thought I was still the guy. I still, thought I was still like the one guy that uh, <laughs> that um, yeah. And turns out, yeah, no, no, I'm not. It's, no, uh, no, it's, to get it's, there. it's awesome. It's yeah. a, it's a good it's a good place to be. I I, I don't I don't uh, begrudge anyone their lateness to the Just Fred record. I'm just glad that people are listening to it because when that first came out, you know, that was uh, I worked at a record store. That was a rare find. Ah, yes, yeah, not, it was not uh, not easy to find even then. Uh, it was new and fresh. I, I worked at what I I believe I've more than a couple times characterized as the fourth best record store in Berkeley. I believe you have. And I think you might have just on the last episode. Even. I, more than likely. <laughs> so uh, amongst the other the the things that were with that record store is that um, we. What kind of language is that? Gosh, <laughs> uh, we were. A, Restricted to what we could play. We sure. could not play just anything off the store. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had to pick certain things on Playstock, which usually is the, the big record labels were pushing. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, End caps and Hey, everybody, we really want you to play this Pennywise record or oh. you know, wh- whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever thing. You was... like punk rock, right? Oh, uh, God, come on. I don't know if I do anymore. <laughs> I don't know. If that's, if that's punk rock. Not when that's happening. Uh, so... You know, um, one of the rare treats, one of the the rare finds, I might say, for uh, working at that record store was that the Just Fred record came over the transom. Where Mm -hmm. I I was like, oh, Fred Schneider, Steve Albini produced it. And the the holy crap aspect of it was uh, he's backed by Six Finger Satellite, which he is only on a couple songs. Six Finger Satellite on a couple songs. Shadowy Man on Shadowy Planet, right? A couple songs. Uh, The rest of it is the, uh, the ad hoc ensemble the deadly, deadly cupcake. cupcake yes <laughs> featuring um members uh, uh russell simmons of the blues explosion mm-hmm. on drums uh we had uh tom uh tom, tom. from tar yes on mm-hmm. on, on, on bass, bass i believe I and then uh is the fellow from dis was in it as well was saraki in that Remember. But oh, no. hmm. point of pride is that the uh, the the, the two people Shredder... yelling at their computers right now, Conan. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you bastards, idiots! <laughs> I'm gonna rate you no stars on iTunes once I figure out how to log into it. <laughs> uh, the the major rager and the six string motherfucker was of course Mr. Our guest today, Mr. Rick Sims. Yes, indeed. It's, it's, hell, it's hell of a record, hell of a jam. Uh, why don't we actually? Why don't we start off with those? Do you have anything you want to get out of the jump here? Oh, no. You go for it. Do you want to promote, Josh? We actually got a little time at the front, so I feel like I, I'm all discombobulated. I don't right now. You're the one with the show coming up. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> that wasn't a back-end way to I know. get you to announce my shows for me, by the way. But Oh, uh, <laughs> good. Because <laughs> I'm not going to. I do. It's uh, the AAA Industries. Uh, you just did, though. Uh, the AAA Industries. Just Fest. That's it. Go to it. Oh, that's right. Just that they're there. All right. What show? True. Right on somewhere. True. Uh, Conan's playing somewhere. Ooh. Yeah, who cares? Um, <laughs> obviously, if you're listening to this, you have no interest whatsoever in anything. I do. You're here for a delightful guest, and we'll probably fast forward to this if you're listening to the podcast. But if not, and you're in the Milwaukee area, we, being Conan Neutron, the Secret Friends, are playing a excellent festival called Triple I Fest for Triple I Industries, a 
awesome noisy rock Milwaukee record label. Uh, all whole bunch of bangers playing. We got M Teeth, War Brides, Static Eyes, all kinds of uh, buildings. Bands. Buildings, yeah. It's it's uh, Kate Moths. Hot Coffin, Kate Moths, yeah. Uh, Which I just got that like two weeks ago. Oh, really? oh Kate <laughs> Moths. <laughs> Rainbow. Oh. Rainbow. Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, we're, of course, playing on Saturday. Why did I say of course? Uh, of course. We're, we're playing Saturday, 930. 930. And, uh, do you remember which? Because it's ping pong between the two Cactus clubs. Club and Garibaldi, yeah, which yeah. is interesting. It's going to the, these two clubs that are across the street from each other, and you go from one to the other. Yeah, that's an interesting is, way to do a two-stage setup. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it should be relatively delightful as long as, you know, the weather is uh, good enough. Which it which is it supposed should, to be. be. So that, that should be nice. Yeah. Uh, so we're on the Garibaldi stage, and uh, Cactus Club is, uh, is the other one. So it's interesting because since PRF Milwaukee was the Garibaldi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at Cactus. Yes, and at Cactus, we the last time Secret Friends played was at that show, and Neutron Friends was a six-piece arrangement. <laughs> six-piece, six-piece. Oh, that's a six-piece, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, how many guitars? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> All of, of them. The yeah. At, at, at a certain point, there were four guitars, <laughs> and it's gonna be a power trio on Saturday. So <laughs> I'm so, really, I'm really I'm, hoping the same sound guy shows up so I can just be like, "Yeah, I don't know, everyone left." <laughs> I don't know, man. That's gr- I, it, I, that just it's just struck me that you, at one point you will have less people on stage total than guitarists at the last show. That's that's a hundred percent accurate, and uh, that's wonderful. It's, it's absolutely delightful. But I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I think it's too late to get advanced tickets that closed down yesterday, yeah. but uh, consider coming out to that. Tickets hat, at the hat. door at Cactus, I believe. You have to go to, over to Cactus to get yes. the tickets. Um, support. Support your scene, man. Well, I mean, Triple Ed is a faithful scion of uh, the kind of music that we, we like yeah. supporting here. And Dude, um, they do good work. There's just a shit ton of good bands playing this thing. You know, you know Josh really is. Really Let me tell you about uh, my erectile dysfunction medication. Nope. <laughs> hey <laughs> there, there are. We went in a whole different way there. <laughs> to be clear, that's a joke. <laughs> uh, it's not a joke. There are a bunch of great but bands. But it's not. It's, it's, hey, look hey, at that. But it's no joke. There we go. There's a ton of great bands. Well, that's no it. joke. Triple this. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Let's listen to some Fred Schneider. Uh, this is Fred Schneider with our upcoming guest, Mr. Rick Sims of the Digits. This is Whip. Oh, yeah. 
That's right, Mama and a Skull, baby! And so do we here on Radio <laughs> Nome. <laughs> where, where, where is it? Shit, we do? Oh, God. <laughs> That's oh. creepy as hell. This is, we have, we are I, have, I have concerns now. We are an underground bunker, after all. It's true. Uh, that was, of course, the digits off of the classic record, Hey Jude, Sir, with a Skull Baby. Hell of a record. Hell of a band. Hell of a record. Hell of a band. That was my favorite digits record. I pretty much have worn out uh, my cassette tape of that. Yeah. That, that I had. Cassette tape. Tape. tape, hey, tape. You know how I have that tapes. Um... Yeah, and then love b- before that, uh, <laughs> just, just to clarify, that's good. Uh, love <laughs> Fred Schneider, before that, was on Just Fred with a Whip, which of course features uh, Mr. Rick Sims on guitar. We'll, we'll be speaking to him later on tonight. We'll be speaking to him the second hour. The second hour of tonight's show, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 99. Oh my God. We didn't, wow. We didn't realize that until seconds before we went on the air. Yeah. Like, seriously, 99? Oh, uh, wow. I'm, feel, I'm feeling every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Of course, I love doing the show. Uh, it, it's a it's a joy to bring this to uh, bring this to the adoring throngs of, of near dozens of people. And <laughs> yes, both of them. <laughs> yes, all of them. <laughs> all two of them. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what's uh, what's 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 all going on? We it's I'm all dis- I'm st- like I mentioned. Earlier, I'm uh, discombobulated yeah. right now. Well, you uh, can talk about uh, the barbecue coming up. We are, yeah. We're we're um, we got we got a, we got another one of those PRF events. It's like mushrooms, like <laughs> they're sprouting out all over. Friggin' dandelions. Uh, Mr. Uh, Elliot Turton is uh, throwing and and company and co and co. Elliot <laughs> <laughs> Turton, former guest of the show, friend of the show, and uh, downright awesome and chill dude. The is, most chill is throwing the. Third PRF Barbecue Louisville? Third, I believe. Third? Fourth? Is it third or fourth? Oh, Christ, it all runs together now. Um, <laughs> Both of those people are yelling at the computer again, Conan. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> how I drive interaction, baby. I know. It's secret to my success. Third or fourth? <laughs> One of those. Uh, call in! No, wait, don't. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> it's going to screw everything up we, if you call we, in. Yeah, we, we, we will. Uh, no, I just won't pick up. <laughs> <laughs> We will be able to take some calls. Maybe we'll take some calls for the 100th episode. I don't know what we're hey, going to do go. yet. I, I got a thing I've been working on for maybe six, seven months, and we'll, we'll see if that happens. Uh, but it might be fun to kind of break format a little bit. and Have Q&A? Yeah, do some do some phone calls, maybe some... Uh, <laughs> prank calls? I'm thinking, I'm thinking one of those. Yeah, prank calls, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll just turn to a prank call show. Yeah, you sure. Know, I hear that's where uh, where the action is. Get 100 in, you switch formats, half a time. Get a uh, you know some some previous guests or uh, things to call. I don't know. I got some ideas. Whatever. Yeah. We, we, we'll, we don't have to work it out on here. It's a surprise to you. It's a surprise to us. It'll be the hundredth episode though, and I want to make it kind of special. You know. I mean, no, they're all special, but but extra more special. special, extra special, yes. special, bonus special, double oh. double plus good is what we're talking about, <laughs> folks. Double plus good. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, so yeah, PRF uh, Louisville. <laughs> PRF. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yes, we were. PRF Barbecue Louisville. It's always a grand old time. We've got some cherubs. We got oh, some yeah. gay witch abortion. Yes, uh, we've got uh, all kinds of bands. Oh, uh, I guess so I could look them up bands. instead of trying to remember them off the top of my head. But. There's uh, Conan Neutron and the Secret Friends. Who? I don't know. <laughs> some who? Some guy with a long band name. Yeah, who can remember that? Ugh, so many words. It's like. 19 people in his band, or it's just him with like a bass drum slapped to his <laughs> leg or something. I don't know. 
It's all thing. Uh, hissing Tiles, Long Jerkogram, Bridesmaid, Reptoy, Vardis Grizzler, Bummer, Sheep Shifter, Cherub's Gay Witch Abortion, Fake Limbs, oh. Wax Eater, hey. Wailing Storms, oh. The Cell Phone, yeah. Super Thief, nice. Lardo, yes. Total Void, oh Pinko, Hungry Man, Beatron the conform that's meant to be the conformist, right? No, there's just one. There's just one. I would laugh so hard. <laughs> if it was just <laughs> it's uh, just banker to be like, hey guys, I'm the conformist. <laughs> how are you? Here's the this is the set. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put you anything know, past the conformist. Exactly. You you can never you never quite tell with those with those gentlemen there. That's true. Uh what we You're playing checkers, they're playing chess. Oh, and they don't know how to play chess. <laughs> they just make up their own stuff. <laughs> Heavy and rare bit. War brides out. Yes. Ampline. Motherfucker. Yeah. Maximum busy muscle. I'm fucking psyched to see Maximum Busy Muscle again. Yep. Vibrolas. Oh man. What's well, this? As as, as, as as Oh, asthmatic. As as uh. yeah. Okay. Kate Moss. As Matt. <laughs> yeah, it's spelled A S M space A space T I K. Oh boy. All right. Yeah. Matt Anthony, power takeoff. Some bumps. Plastic melodies. Tickets available on the site, beeravbarbecuelu.com. Just click on the tickets button above, baby, and mash that link. Two stages raffle drawing. Early bird special ends August 4th. Well, fuck you. You missed it, I oh. guess, but you can probably still get it a bit. I don't know. I'm just going to wander over there and pay money. <laughs> exactly. That's fine, too. $15 per day, $25 two-day weekend pass, four-day super pass, $35, a bargain at twice the price, ladies oh. and gentlemen. Yeah, so that's happening. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Looking forward to that. That should be cool. I think. I think that's. Uh... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> got some more. All, all right. the news I have to break is all stuff I'm involved with. It's that's... really self-involved. Well, that's but... what we're doing without the guest. I mean, yeah, I mean, I have no news to break. I just been kind of. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy too. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. It's good. I liked the first one better, but it was good. Okay, good. I enjoyed it. Cool. It was expectations met. Check. Okay, uh, I can live with that. Yeah, it was it was it was not my favorite, but it was definitely enjoyable and worth watch. It was yeah. What, you, what, what do you think it's going to be? That's what it is. Okay, well I'm good with that. L- I, I, lots I like, of cute baby Groot running yeah. around. I like James Gunn. I think he's a good uh, good writer and director. So I'm excited for him to be uh, in a good position. You know, he's uh, making blockbuster movies. Big big deal. Good time stuff. Big time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and it's a yeah. It's one of those things where like I'm I was just so pleased with the tone and uh sort of it not necessarily being something so devoted to fan service yeah but got the tone of what is not an a-tier comic book at all yes uh, or, or at least certainly wasn't at the time and, and just nailed it completely and and did such a good job of you know and like kind of gave chris pratt like a whole career as a yeah. leading man too. yeah yeah that's <laughs> very it. real and palpable way so <laughs> Call that mixed result for some people, I suppose, but I, I like the guy. Yeah, I like him just fine. Um, um, yeah. Got uh, got Lloyd Kaufman in a Marvel movie. How could I hate that? Yeah, exactly. It's hard, <laughs> hard, hard to argue with. Hard to argue with. Uh, oh, yeah, so other piece of news. Hmm. September 8th. September 8th. September 8th. Uh, September 8th. Uh, Conan Neutron, The Secret Friends, playing with Shiner. Oh! At uh, the... 
the controversial Shank Hall. Shank fucking Hall. <laughs> God damn. So looking forward to that. That, sh- that should be fun. Yeah. It's going to be an entirely different lineup from the last two shows, I think. I don't know. I have... I'm Have you firmed up the lineup for that one yet? Well, figuring out <laughs> <laughs> building the plane as it flies, my friend. All right, all right. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Uh, okay. Oh yeah. So Erica and Erica from Motherfucker are going to be joining Tony and I for Pure F Louisville. I love it. He just, uh, just Erica and Erica from Motherfucker. You know, yeah. no big deal. <laughs> NBD. No big deal. Uh, it just happens every day yeah, in yeah, Conan's whatever. world. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's good. To, it's good to be the, the king of my particular. Uh, not even an anthill. That's but, fair. Uh, <laughs> half, half of an anthill, ant mound. I don't know. What's, what's whatever. Small pile. Uh, it'll be it'll be worth your time, folks. Let me oh hell you. yeah! And uh, Shiner was wonderful. Uh, former guest of the show, uh, Josh Newton, uh, two time former guest of the show. Hey. Uh, was uh, killing it, ruling the game. They did the thing where they brought out, they brought both their drummers, both eras, oh, right. on tour, and that was really cool to see. Nice. Uh, and uh, I don't know if they're doing that with this, I, but no matter what, you, no matter who it's going to be, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good time. Shiner's sure. a damn good band, no matter what. Absolutely. Essentially, no matter what, as long as they still have arms and legs. Which, at last check, they absolutely did. <laughs> <laughs> One hopes. I don't know. We can, we can get Josh on the phone and have him just, just do a quick check. Everybody? Arms, legs? Yeah, Arms, good. legs. Be good? All right? Good? Count. All right. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> so what's going on with you? That's a bunch of bullshit with me. What's going on with you? Pff, nothing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I really have nothing this week, dude. Okay. Isn't, this isn't like a bit? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm not leading up to anything. I. Uh, okay. That's well, fine. Uh, yeah. I've been having trouble sleeping. Yay. <laughs> that's sad. All, like that's that's my issue this week. Like okay. that's what's going on in my life is not sleeping well, and that's probably why I don't have anything else going on. Is because all I'm trying yeah, to do is understandable. Sleep. Understandable. Yeah. Sorry, it's real, uh, real train wreck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, you know, just like bringing it all to a halt here. Yeah, let me just dig us out of that, folks. Listen, <laughs> sleeping is hard. <laughs> it's a difficult thing to do. Oh, listen, sometimes. folks, we're gonna be digging ourselves out of that uh, <sighs> that basement, <laughs> radio sub basement. Oh. Radio sub basement. Wasn't that a hit from uh, Bow Wow Wow? <laughs> I was going to say Back basement jacks. <laughs> oh. Radio sub basement. What, what? what was basement jacks? They were like an electronic band. Yeah. I remember, I was like, it pissed me off that they were J A X X. Right. Da- that, like, yeah, it was like that annoyed me. Yeah. I don't know anything about them, but I always they've they've got the um, the album cover that's got like an albino gorilla on the front, mm-hmm. and I see that everywhere, and I've never listened to the music. And that's all I know about Basement Jacks. <laughs> I don't know if I need to. No, probably not. I think I'm probably, I think I'm probably good not ever listening to that. I mean, you, you could be shocked. You could uh, one of these days be absolutely, you know, it's... listening to uh, shuffle something on shuffle, and all of a sudden the track will pop up like, "Hey, this is kind of a fucking jam." Oh, it's Basement Jacks, motherfucking Basement Jacks. <laughs> God who damn it! Who, who knew? Who would have thought? Who knew? But I'm going to say the likelihood of that's probably fairly low. Probably not. I'm going to say that that is, that is not the case. But I, I guarantee you, with the level of commentary that we put into this, somebody somewhere is going to have an opinion. Uh, so don't call in. We won't answer. But if you have an opinion on Basement Jacks, I guess definitely write it on a review in iTunes because it would be just as relevant as half the reviews that are there right now. Hey, super, buddy. Super enjoy the music you enjoy. You're welcome. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, let's listen to another digit song. Let's do. 
This is going to be another one of my favorites here because I just love that record so much. This is uh, album opener Max Wedge. Goes with something like this.
was some Piper with Who's Your Boyfriend? Piper. Piper. Now, I um, one of the things that uh, I do when I'm having trouble sleeping is mm-hmm. go look for lists of things and try to discover music that I hadn't, uh, or film or things like that that I hadn't discovered before. Bless you, child. And one of the things... <laughs> One of the things that I stumbled across was the AV Club's primer section, where they just go through and, uh, you know, here's everything you need to know about the films of Brian De Palma. Which ones should you watch first? Which ones do you need, can you wait for later? Whatever. Sure. And there was... <laughs> <Which> one? <laughs> These ones you need to watch first. These ones you can wait for later. <laughs> yeah, you can wait for later. You don't have to watch Murder a la Mod right away. Um, it's fine. It'll still be there for you. It will be. <laughs> but there was one... There was an article on uh, 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 Power Pop, and you know it's got obviously the general, you know, the things like, "Hey, cheap trick," you know, right, right, big right. star, right, right. The shallow cuts, exactly. That I love exactly. <laughs> uh, and then there was this uh, this amazing uh, song by this band Piper called "Who's Your Boyfriend." Never, uh, heard, never heard of the band, and was dig- doing a little bit of digging into who's in that band. Uh, New York band kind of interrelated with the uh, with kiss at the same time and kind of in the same place the drummer on that mm. album is the drummer on paul stanley's solo album interesting you know the uh, okay. the uh, infamous four album four solo albums era yeah, uh, right. but perhaps more interesting and someone who then covered or redid that song on his first album that uh, that song was uh, co-written at least co-written and sung by one mr billy squire Really? Billy fucking Squire. Billy <laughs> motherfucking Squire. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk it? So not, like, oh my God. I. And uh, I went and uh, checked out the rest of the record, and I didn't like it as much, but that song. <laughs> <laughs> checked out the rest of the record, didn't really care yeah, for it. It wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. That song's amazing. It was just like, that's Billy fucking Squire. Really? And he redid it on his first solo album, and it's not as good either. That's less surprising. <laughs> you took all the... <laughs> Turns out less of a surprise. All the fun pop stuff out of that. Yeah, Billy, Billy Squire, of, of course, uh, the big hit, uh, The Stroke, of course. Everybody uh, knows. Ev- everybody knows. You, you, even if you don't know it, believe me, you know it. <laughs> so, is this a jock jam, would you say? It's like on the cusp. It's on the cusp. It's uh, also led to one of my favorite uh, uh, Mr. Punk covers of all time. Yes. If I have, I've forgotten all about it. Alright. It's, uh. Oh, good. <laughs> that part's awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's a good friend. I got no problem with this song. It's a little broy, but that's alright. Sounds like Oh, yeah. But there was a lot of music around that. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. That, that's not unique to Billy Squire. No. I think that reverse reverb on the snare there, that sounds good. <laughs> that's fine. We Mission from my... Yeah, we, 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 we know Billy Squire, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Mr. Bungle cover is um, uh, probably about two-thirds as fast as that, and all of the vocals are through a very tuned-down pitch shifter. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah there you yeah, go. So it's, uh... oh, Radio Up exclusive is Mr. Bungle <laughs> with the stroke, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'd have to like be on coilers to uh, hit the post on this one. I, I know. Think. Here we go. Oh, it's no. We're still waiting. Nope. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. 
seen you having trouble sleeping, huh? <laughs> I'd like to give a special shout out to uh, Michael Murkowski from Hawaii. Hey, welcome what's up, Mike? Welcome to the show chat box, Michael. It's good to have you. We've been, uh, we have had a lack of, of, of Michael and his o- Oahu updates ah. of late. I believe he was on episode 50, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And the whole time he was trying to tell me a story about he was stuck in traffic, and I played the Hawaii Five-O theme while he was <laughs> attempting to tell the story, which was... Delightful to me, which is, <laughs> this is all you need that's, for this show. That's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. I got to say, I I, I, I know was, my strength. That was a good bit. All right. <laughs> he got to tell a story eventually, which I don't remember anything about. Other than the fact that it, it, the fact that I discovered there's a really extended length version of the Hawaii Five O song. It like goes on for like a while. Really? Yeah. There's whole like sections. I'm like, what? It does this? Wow. I have no idea. I was not aware of that. Yep. Yes, I've learned something for the day. <laughs> You cannot go to sleep be thinking about that. Oh, God. You're like, I can't stop thinking about the Hawaii 5 song. Why would it have so many movements? It's going to be cursing you. Didn't they know it was going to be on like for 30 seconds? Well, it's the end credit theme. Yeah, that's right. I guess it's probably I guess depending on how many guest stars. I- <laughs> you know, you got to let everyone know that it's a Quinn Martin production. And- yeah, you got to let these people know, man. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's all there is to it. So... Uh, did you see the eclipse? That, uh, was, that was a thing that happened. I did. I did. Uh, went outside and uh, took a look at the sun through various uh, uh, shading things, mm-hmm. and uh, it was cool. And we went to the. Yeah. I, was on, I was on a rooftop. Yep. Looked at it with the proper glasses on, of course. Yes. I realized I kept being like, "Oh man, 
it's totally doing a thing. And then like people without glasses would like start to turn. I'm like, wait, don't turn. No, 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 no. That was a uh, that was exactly what I thought it was. I was be. I was surprised at because uh, we weren't we're not in the uh, totality right. band, but I was surprised how much of it actually was covered. I thought it was going to be. Uh, less than that. It's about 80, 85 percent. It I turns think. out that counts right. for a lot when yeah. you're, you know, <laughs> when you're. Turns out, like that. more than just a cloudy day. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was. There was an interesting sort of contrast for me where, like, you go out and look at it, and you're like, oh, look at that, cool. It's the, the things happening. Okay. All right. And then being more interested in all the uh, other fun sciencey things that were that uh, are connected to it, like there's the whole thing where. Uh, NASA had coordinated a bunch of different people to uh, take video of it the whole way across. What? Exactly. The whole, the whole way, way across, across the wow. uh, the country so that Crazy. instead of the usual like minute or two minutes they have to look at the penumbra. I think I might have seen like a, like a still, uh, like a like a time yeah. lapse thing thinger. Is that, is that that's what this is? Um, um, I don't think it's something similar. They have a NASA channel, which apparently we have. Yeah. And, and I believe like it was on one of the channels. It could have been that. It, so that could have been that because it's yeah, it's usually like they have a minute or two to study the penumbra at the right. totality. So if they shoot it up from all the way across, they have like a good 15 minutes. Also playing Triple IFS this weekend, Penumbra. Hey. Can't wait for their set. They're going to be great. It's going to be awesome. It's, uh, can't really see them that well. Most of the time, yeah, you can't don't, don't look at them directly, oh, folks. Oh. Make sure you wear your eclipse glasses for penumbra. <laughs> penumbra, uh, or there was also a really cool shot that somebody took um, where the sun's about uh, three quarters uncovered, mm-hmm. and you just it's just starting to cover, and then reeled down down real small, right kind of below the uh, moon shadow, International Space Station. You can just see it. Mm, how cool! Like, That's that awesome. is so neat. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of that stuff ends up being more, uh, yeah, more kind yeah. of uh, interesting to me than the, oh look at the yeah, there it is. That's it's once in a generation. It's totally doing the thing that I thought was going to be happening. Yeah, right now. Is cool. any, anybody getting sacrificed? Nope. Okay, nope. good. We're, We're good. good. We're good. <laughs> but it was it was it was a good week for science. It was. I, I so I'll say I'll say this is that. I thought it was really cool just to see people gathered together for a reason that wasn't being against a thing. Yeah. Which seems like there's precious little. Mm. Uh, speak, speaking to someone that I'm totally for being against things that oh, yes. need to be against it. Absolutely. But it was nice to see people like, excited about a thing that was happening rather than like an injustice or uh, you know some sort of conflict. Uh, and just kind of excited about something happening in the world that yeah. was not... Directly caused by humans. Yes, yeah. Even like even more than seeing some somebody to get a bunch of people together for a thing. Right. Even still, it's just witness this thing yeah. that's happening, whether you yeah, watch it or not. You're either gonna be there if you're, you can either be in Carbon Carbondale or you cannot, yeah. and uh, you can be in I don't remember what's like like Bend or Eugene or something or not. Like it's yeah, something like that. And I don't know. I think that that was that was really yeah. that was a nice change of pace. I, I suppose is what I'm trying I to agree. say. All right. I think glad, glad we sorted that out. <laughs> and done. And that's all the material we have. Folks. Uh, it looks like it's hot. In the, there's a weather report. It's hot there in Oahu. Hey. Uh, shout out to Josh. We've got a shout out here, folks. <laughs> we got a shout out circle going on. Is that what's happening? <laughs> oh, boy. I, I had it. I know. Uh, I, I had it queued up, but we're, we're going to listen to uh, Lee Harvey Oswald Band. This is Surrender Earthlings. <laughs> 
Christmas Fish by the Digits. Hey, that is a song off of the most excellent Hey Judster record. Uh, fantastic record. And before that, of course, we had the Lee Harvey Oswald Band with uh, Surrender Earthlings. Yes. I believe awesome. have a roster that is shrouded in mystery and, <laughs> and shtick. And uh, it, it, it's basically kind of like evil glam band. David Bowie comes to Earth, but maybe isn't such so nice of a guy and starts killing everyone. <laughs> it's a whole scene. It's a, it's a, it's a good place to be. Yeah. All right. 
No. <laughs> all right. No, all right. That's it. All right. All right. All right. Enough of this. <laughs> Jeez, I barely got through the talk through yeah, before I was I done with this. Shut down. Uh, what's <laughs> Matt Lock on again? Oh, God. <laughs> What's another show? Law and Order. There we go. Law and Order. I'm trying to think of like a modern equivalent. I've used that Matlock joke for like 20 years. Yeah, Law and Order. Matlock isn't really on that much anymore. It used to be, I felt like it was on every like non-cable station. It's like, oh, fucking Matlock's on again, huh? Right. Right. Whereas Law and Order actually is on Law and Order actually is on every station all the time. It's It's like that that bit in uh, the film PCU. Remember PCU at all? PCU, uh, not sh- not not sure if I do, Josh. Why don't you tell me more about it? Stars uh, Jeremy Piven as a man too old to be in college, but he actually is too old to be in college. And it's a you know it's a classic right. kind of a slob versus snobs kind of deal. Okay, it's got your uh, got your Jessica Walter, all right. got your David Spade, okay, got your John Favreau, all right, yeah, got your uh, Parliament Funkadelic, all right. Uh, but at one point there is a character whose thesis is that uh, I'm trying to remember the two actors. It's Gene Hack, maybe it's Gene Hackman and Michael Caine. Oh, at any wow. given time, you can find either a Gene Hackman or Michael Caine film on television. Mm. That was his thesis. Oh, okay. Yeah, this this does sound familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, so now he would just have to write about Law and Order, and it would be easy peasy. Yeah. And uh, so what would be the PCU of now? Like, who would, who would, who would start in that film? Uh, still Jeremy Piven? I don't know. <laughs> no, he looks he's, he's not balding enough anymore. Right, yeah. Uh, hmm. Um hmm. Owen Wilson? No. We got to get we got to go got to go younger than that. Yeah, I don't know. I I I am I'm, I'm fighting I, Oh, uh, we could do um Thomas Thomas Middlechurch, Middleston, Middleditch, Middleditch, whatever. Thomas Middleditch. Yeah. Th- Thomas <laughs> Thomas yeah. Middle of the Road over there. Hey, hey. yo. Uh, uh, like a T.J. Miller. Hi, T.J. Miller. He's feeling he's that. Good. Oh, I like Thomas Middleditch. He's all right. Nice. Yeah, he's he's, he's good. Okay. He's all right. It's good. You know. uh, it's only okay. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh yeah, for updated PCU. Oh yeah, That's recasting right. PCU for the current generation. Well, um, I believe the answer is Justin Long, and that movie's called Accepted. Hmm. Justin Long. Uh, um, Accepted. <laughs> 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 Accepted, rejected. Sing to the song. Yeah. Uh, trying to remember who else is in that movie. Jonah Hill. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, yeah. Justin yeah. Long, All Jonah right. Hill, uh, Amber Heard, I think. Um, Lewis Black. Sure. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, that, that movie, not bad. All right. Not bad. Solid. Solid like a rock. If you need uh, dumb college movies to watch, and I couldn't even tell you why, but I'm just a sucker for dumb college movies. Mm. It's just, it's like comfort it's food. A, it's a thing you dig, huh? Yeah, and I know they're dumb. They're well, so dumb. When they're not, yeah, they're certainly, yeah, it's almost like a genre in and of itself, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but when it's done well, it's. You know, it's yeah. Animal House on. Back to school. Oh, back you know. to school. Who doesn't love that it's, one? It's, yeah, come on. Oh, boy. <laughs> An artifact of its time, to be sure, but uh, true. You know, hey, it's well, just even it's, you know, still pretty great. Just because uh, Ungo Bungo was was playing the oh, that's right, the party about that, yeah. That's, it's like that's actually Ungo Bungo there. Yeah, like, why are they? How did it, that happen? <laughs> I have actually had the thought. I was I was, I was watching Super Bad, sure, uh, not that long ago, and I had the thought of like making a you know like college movie, teen movie, whatever, 
along those same lines. You know, just very very earnestly, not like you know, nudge winky homagey, but in that sort of vein. But also like bringing in interesting music sure. and like and like having it in that way that like it kind of seems like it's more freewheeling. Like it's definitely so formula. It's like I'd put it this way. I feel like everything's trying to be like American Pie or something now. Yeah. It's like trying to be a franchise before it's even like yes. a standalone thing, and that really bothers me. Which is very ironic considering uh, how I conduct my, myself as a band. But <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Uh, jokes at my expense. But that said, I'll stand by it. I'll stand yeah. by it. Yeah, it's uh, there's 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 still gas in that tank. I think you can you can kind of bring it around again. There's there's more there's more ground to cover for sure. Yeah, uh, we're gonna hear a couple more songs. Then we're gonna be talking to Mr. Rick Sims of the Digits. Uh, this is well, I'm just gonna keep playing songs I've hate juice because I like it so much. Right. This is played in my head. Radio no. Boom. Got some pl- in your head.
That's right. That is uh, Bulldozer by F- Fred Schneider. And Deadly Cupcake was the name of that band, of course, as we determined earlier, uh, Josh. And uh, that's one of my favorite guitar solos. I absolutely freaking love that guitar solo. And that's done by our, our guest today, none other than, no, stop, uh, Mr. <laughs> Rick Sims. Uh, Rick. Hey, what's up? How the hell are you, man? I'm doing great, man. So you like that shredding solo, eh? It, it, it's 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 awesome because it's already a fantastic song, and you just have this sort of badass, like, octavy queen, like, Brian May, like, ripper solo that comes out of nowhere at it. It's great. It's, it's, it, love it. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> Thanks, man. That, so that was a I, uh, Josh and I were talking earlier, uh, of course, talking the phone to Mr. Rick Sims of the Digits, uh, Gaza Strippers, uh, Super Suckers, Deadly Cupcake, uh, et cetera, et cetera, just for, for rock and roll alone. But we were talking earlier about how much we love that record. Like that's a kind of like a rare, the rare thing that it kind of seems like some people are sort of finding out about it again now. But it's it's every time I throw it on, people are like, what the hell is this? This is awesome. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but this is awesome. Rarer and rarer these days. <laughs> Yeah, that's a crazy record, man. That's like yeah, Steve Albini pulling together like uh I guess you could say, you know, super bands, quote unquote super bands. I mean not they're not really super bands. I mean uh if I was in it it wasn't a super anyway. But, you know, it was like me and a guy I can't remember his name, Chris something, and then a guy a bass player from Tar and then the drummer from the Digits. Then they had this Shadow Man from Shadow Planet do a few songs with Fred. Six Finger then, Satellite oh, was on that. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, so this was like all this was like Fred calling up Steve, who was you know Steve Albini was really hot, quote unquote, at the time. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, just oh, you you pull all these bands, you pull all these people together. Actually, uh, come to think of it, it was Russell Russell Simmons of John Spencer's Blues Explosion who right, played explosion. with me on that yeah. record. But when we went on tour as the Deadly Cupcake, it was the Digits drummer, Todd. Ah, gotcha. Okay. I forgot that you got yeah. to, you'd been the backing band on the tour. Yes. And that was, uh, that, yeah, that was, the, every, that was the people that played uh, on just our songs. Gosh, who was it? Tom from Tar, the bass player, mm-hmm. Chris, yep. like I said. And I can't remember what band it was. Anyway, we played on the record with you, but Six Finger Satellite and uh, what was the other band? Shadowy Men. Uh, Shadowy anyway, Man Shadowy yeah, Shadowy Men. They they didn't never tour with him. So, but it's it's awesome because it it's was sort of one of those things that when that came out, uh, you know, I mean, obviously much love for early B fifty two stuff, like fantastic, fantastic. But I hadn't really, I guess I hadn't thought of Fred Schneider was like a punk singer necessarily, uh, and it was so cool to like be like, oh man, he like that. It works. It actually absolutely, it totally works. Like it's a cool, bizarre record that I did not expect. It was like it was like getting a surprise gift or something along those lines. <laughs> well, see, from my point of view, he was always like one of the kings of punk rock and roll. So it was only like you know, it felt odd to have him singing like like this, where I always enjoyed his like crazy zaniness. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I'm listening to the B fifty twos. You know, on you know, a shitty record player. Are we streaming? I mean, I can say you're, you're oh, fine. You, yeah, yeah, you can curse all you want. Okay, great. Um, you know, in a in the chicken shed where we practice and stuff, and so he was just like a freaking idol, you know. So um, it was a little kind of like, oh, this is odd. And the people, it was funny because he didn't write the he wrote the lyrics, and he had some guy who I never met from like Los Angeles write all the the music to it. Oh, so it was really. It was it was it was fun and weird. 
And but Fred, Fred's a really great guy. So it, you know, it was, uh, you know, free tour, you know, touring Europe and meeting crazy people like John McEnroe. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Actually, John McEnroe came to the London show, and uh, he was like, he was in town for Wimbledon. And Fred said he could play guitar with us on a song for the night. So I was sitting in the, in like the dressing room teaching John McEnroe how to play uh, Monster in My Pants or something oh, for, uh, <laughs> for wow. the show. Yeah, that was crazy. That's a unique fucking... <laughs> well, you've already, you've already delivered on your entertainment value for this interview. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> Great. All right, Jesus. well, I'm out. <laughs> So was that? I mean, it was a different sort of crowd than than playing for uh, like like a digits or even like a super suckers kind of crowd. I'm sure though, because uh, I don't know what the hell that crowd was. I you know I was like, it, it, we weren't like people weren't breaking down the doors to see this this thing, and I, I think it was just like an oddity. It was sort of like people showing up that were into the punk rock, and people were showing up that were Fed fans, and but not a whole lot of either one of them showing up because they were just like, you know, it was under the radar. Yeah. Right. People didn't know what was, what was happening. Well, and, and it's, you know, like I said, it's a bit of an oddity of a record because usually with that kind of thing, you know, like it, it wouldn't be unheard of to be like, Oh, here's like a guy from a band, you know, with some sesh bros playing. But the fact that the sesh bros in question were from all these awesome bands that were, I don't know if the right term is, aggressive but like just just more kind of like off kilter and kind of like interesting in their in their own ways kind of brought together as like a bizarre booyah base yeah you know i think fred for some reason that at the time right it was it was like the rebirth of punk rock and roll this like you know guitar based nirvana ish um grunge ish whatever you want to call it was was happening i think fred was kind of like i i I'm uh, the B 52s are on hiatus. I'm going to do what what the kids are listening to these days, and you know, I'm going to get out there and do the do this this thing. And and Steve just got together bands that were just like his buddies, you know, like musicians and bands. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wasn't like. And then these guys are great musicians that are very efficient. No, he was just like, I like that band. I'm going to get him. That'll be fun and weird and. And it Great. is. It's a, it's a as as established. It's a it's a bizarre, weird record, and uh, I think your guitar stuff is a big part of that. And it's you know it's coming from me that uh, <clears throat> as someone who wore out my cassette copy of Hey Judester, it was definitely a a, a wonderful thing. <laughs> that dates you, man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You're about as old as I am, man. Yeah, yeah. we're all old around here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my cassette reissue? No, that's definitely <laughs> that definitely was the original one. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, even if you said CD, you might you that would you would age yourself at this point. Would you, would you ever, Rick? Could you ever have imagined a cassette revival? Like, was that something that you think that you thought would have happened? No, we were uh, we were scre- You know, we were screaming to get out of the cassette world at the time. <laughs> like, oh my god, this this is awful. We you know we got to get a. And then why would we ever want to go back there? You know, right. it was, it was bizarre. And the CD world from the cassette world was like, you know, like a, an echelon of, of difference in quality and, and like less pain in the ass and yeah. less, Oh, my tape broke, 
you know, none of Where's the pencil? Or, yeah. or, or, or I got tape dropout, <laughs> you know, and then it was like you get a shitty cassette, you know, it's like you don't get anything from it other than you were able to play in your car or in your boombox because the, the artwork was like tiny. Yeah. And it wasn't like you got to hold it in your hand like I got the cassette, you know, <laughs> it's like I don't know why anybody would ever want to go back. Although I must say for bands that are were like the digits who were like, um, I'm in from Mattoon, Illinois, and look, all these bands are sending their cassettes into maximum rock and roll. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Look, I can I can dip my toe into this water, you know, and all I have to do is make a cassette in my in my chicken shed with a reel to reel and send it in and see what happens. Low low barrier of <laughs> entry. Made, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it was like, oh, I'll, I'll go out and buy some cassettes at, uh, oh, uh, Walgreens and yeah. <laughs> make a run of, of like, <laughs> yeah, make a run of 15 and I'm done. I don't have to deal with record companies. And, yeah. you know, you, it, we were also dipping our toe in the water with the, the artwork, too. And so we had, we had three cassettes at the beginning. The first one's just embarrassing, but the second two were really <laughs> good. I should say half of the first one is embarrassing, um, but the second two were pretty decent. And some of the from the third one signifies my goatee. Actually, ended up being a song, and a couple of songs from that one end up being on the record. Being on a record, I can't remember which ones now because I'm I've got early onset Alzheimer's. But I, you know, I can't. I I don't remember. But anyway, it's been a long time. And um, yeah. So the cassette, in that sense, was it was fabulous was like a i can make my own record sort right. of thing i can for for a, a two dollars you know and uh but getting the cassette of a band and that yeah that the cd rescued us from that world so in my opinion yeah why and, would we go back right right so it's interesting and uh, I, I say this fully well knowing that josh has one of the only uh, cassette dj nights that uh <laughs> <laughs> that, that exists, and I'm just watching him the entire time that we're talking about this. Oh, great. So I insulted Josh without no. really knowing it. Okay, we'll talk about that, man. Oh, I'm not insulted at all, man. He, that's he, that's part of the whole deal. Yeah, believe me. You're, you're, oh, yeah, okay. He knows what he's getting into. Now, one of the one of the best parts of those uh, DJ nights is actually when the tapes die mid-song, and we <laughs> everyone at the bar is just super bummed out. Does anybody have a pencil? Yeah. A big pen? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, how do you, how do you queue up? You're only going to... You can only play side the first song on either side, right? Oh, you, you know, unless you're playing, a, well, unless got, you're playing the whole thing. No, I've got headphones. We just uh, rewind and fast forward as quickly as we can. But yeah, there's definitely uh, some ex- some more extended silences than you'd want in any given DJ set. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I was going to play in like five oh, seconds, guys, and then you get that. <laughs> it's going to be great. Trust me, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> So, oh, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so switching, switching gears entirely, I have nothing to do with cassettes. Uh, when you, when you kind of, I felt the Digits had a really cool, I actually never saw you guys play uh, the Digits, um, being, a, being a West Coast dude. Mm. And, uh, I, but I was really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed, you know, what, <laughs> pre-internet days, kids, you had to like send for VHS cassettes and like some weirdo in Bulgaria <laughs> sent it to you. And you you knew him only from an ad on the internet. No, um, 
you know, I, I saw footage, and it's it, it always kind of struck me that it was coming from a very like kind of Jerry Lee Lewis sort of big rock and roll place, but w- like with punk rock. Was that kind of like a, an ethos that you defined earlier, or did that just naturally occur? Oh man, you know, it's it's a good question because I'm not exactly sure myself. I think it came from antipathy and and, and from a sort of a uh, what do you call it misanthropy. I was just like you know, and maybe from being drunk. Um, I think a lot of it was um, all, all of that mixed up, all that that cocktail mixed up. A sort of I would get on. Stayed well. First of all, the love of of that music, the love of Jerry Lee, the love of the Jerry Lee story of like that's a bad dude. Yeah, he, he's yeah. just he's just kind of a shitty guy, and um, but he's a legend, and he plays rock and roll like his hair's on fire. Yes. Right, right, and right. so there's this passionate there's this passion that is is born, and that always spoke to me. It's like why get up there and do it and do it sort of like, hey man. You know, I wanted to do it with all the, I wanted to burn out, you know, flame, you know, yeah. be on fire. Um, but then there was a game of a sort of, I don't know, when I got on the road, when I started touring, I, I started, you know, looking at the audiences. And I think depending on the reaction of the audience, I would become aggressive towards them, sort of like, mm. and it became a thing. And it became a thing people expected. People would flip me off, and I would flip them off, and it became like a <laughs> a sort of like a, a love thing. It's sort of like, we love you, man. Fuck you. Throwing up the finger, sure. and I'd be like, yeah, same to you. You suck. You're, hey, it's great to be in Houston, the shittiest town in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and people were like, yeah. You know, so it, 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 there was something just happened in that in that sense and you know became combative at times and um uh, and I'm, I'm just trying to think of like I, I don't know i was just like look if these people are going to stand around and and sort of act like they're not interested in us i'm going to at least make them remember us yeah so they were right right they won't they will not forget us <laughs> and um you almost get into and like then a- that's a, you almost get, get into like a, like a Don Rickles kind of vibe, or a uh, I like what I like the the vibe of like a Andy Kaufman or oh, sure. a uh, his alter ego Tony Tony uh, Clifton. Tony Clifton. Like, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. That is that's the real genius. That's yeah. the so it became like that. It became also kind of like a. Um, a, a parody of like you know you go you go to these punk rock shows and, and people being all punk rock right and and you know when then I came out and I was kind of like oh look at me I'm on stage and then I started doing that acting like uh, like Paul Stanley from Kiss or being like getting it started getting meta and it started going into this <laughs> weird world of like I am poking fun at the rock and roll. Um, aesthetic, but I don't think these people understand that I am. Yeah, they think I'm really going like, all right, the ladies in the front, come on down. <laughs> they didn't realize. Taking it <laughs> they didn't realize I was poking fun at like the rock thing, and they felt like, oh, what, what an asshole. Yeah. Right, right. They, you know, <laughs> and, celebrating the ridiculousness and, um, as well as the, uh, the the pomp and circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, especially when you've got like, I don't know, you know, some nights we have like 75 people there and you're going like, everybody in the back row, get your hands in the air. <laughs> and, you know, people are like, what? <laughs> so, it was, <laughs> so it became that and, you know, it became uh, as much about the music as it came about this like spectacle of like uh, bizarre audience interaction and danger. Mm. And, um, I don't know, a rock and roll, yeah. like I said, the rock and roll meta thing, you know. But intense rock and roll as well. Like, this played earnestly and, you know, with, with passion and, and, like, with punk rock Well, absolutely. So. We, we fucking practiced. And <laughs> we practiced hard. We practiced a lot. And when we played a show, we played a show, like, it was at a that was at an arena. We didn't we'd never phoned in a performance in our life. Yeah, we that's how we we you know if we don't have a lot of fans, the fans we do have are rabid because they they got to see us and we're you know we we delivered in a way that was like it didn't matter if there was thirty five or thirty five hundred people there any, at a given show. We delivered the same. Right, right. show and we had high demands for every time we hit the stage and we had high demands every time we made a record you know i'm not sure i mean you can say high demands everybody's got high demands right everybody's got their i'm not sure what our high demands were but it was like it, there was there's i felt like there was this like Sports, like we will win the rock and roll championship. <laughs> like someone's going to present you the Stanley Cup of rock and roll afterwards or something? <laughs> right. <laughs> like we, you, you know, you can, get, you can lose on any given day, so you better bring your A game every time. <laughs> and I was like, don't, don't let one show go by, you know, uh, without giving 100% because someone might go, I don't know, tell somebody that you suck. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's over, baby. Yeah, the second, and then, yeah, the second the digits you get, get, get that reputation just... starts circulating. <laughs> yeah, so they were kind of dull. Like, fuck, that's it. I'm we're out. Done. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it's right. over, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but I think that's a good and, and you know and if anything, this show is about kind of like finding out you know why people do what they do and and, and what they get out of it. And I think that's kind of been a, a running theme is that for all these 99 goddamn episodes we've done is that, you know, most of the people we're talking to are like you. They're, they're, they're always going to be giving it everything, even no matter if it's, you know, a thousand right. people or 10 people. And it's, uh, it, it seems, there seems to be a through line through it that it just kind of, it, it may not mean something to millions, but it means millions of percentage of awesome things to the people that it means something to. Yeah, it means everything to the amount of people that get into it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just, just for the, for instance, the digits fans, the people that are like into them are into them. You <laughs> yes, know what I mean? Yeah, There's yes. no like, oh, they're okay. It's a love hate. I, I mean, I don't even know if it's a hate. I mean, we've had people say like, I fucking hate you. Or we've had bad reviews and stuff. I'm just saying, but the people that do get it, get us, get us 100%. They're almost as into us as, as much as we are into putting ourselves into it 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very cool, very interesting, and 
it says a lot, I mean, a lot about rock and roll in, in general. I mean, I've got my fanboy bands, you know, that was <laughs> yeah. like, sure. And, and Oh my God. Well, and just like even mentioning that you were going to be in the show, there were some people that came out of the woodwork that were like, Oh my God, that's amazing. That, you know, like I never, I never hear from. That's <laughs> <laughs> because they're old and they're at home <laughs> watching Netflix. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, but it's a really good. I, 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 this really brings to mind the image. The only time I got to see the digits was at the uh, Touch and Go 25th anniversary show. Oh yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a great show. I mean, a great time. But uh, our friend, uh, our friend Tom Smith, Time Bomb Tom, um, <laughs> got kicked out. Didn't he get set. fucking thrown out? He got, like, oh, yeah, he got, <laughs> yeah, woo! He got thrown, he thrown out, out. He got thrown out during the set. Somehow managed to find his way back in. The image I have of him because he's a big dude. Yeah, he's like, a big, big fella. Yeah, he had a. A bouncer on either arm, and he was dragging them forward <laughs> towards the stage. <laughs> and that's the level of fandom for the digits, that's, right there. Yeah, that's what's in my mind when I think of a digits fan. Is that? Oh yeah, <laughs> time bomb, that's Tom hulking out. Oh. <laughs> and that's some. That's a great thing to yeah. achieve. He's 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 a discerning man. He doesn't like doesn't do that for just everyone. That's true. <laughs> no, he's. Uh... He's made his uh, fandom known, for sure. <laughs> He's uh, told us on a few occasions, and uh, we try to live up to his uh, expectations whenever we... Playing Green Bay was always kind of a drag, but you just felt like if Tom wanted you there, you better just show up and, yeah, right, and do exactly, it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I know that... I know that and I don't mean to put down... I don't mean to put down Green Bay, because there are a lot of people that like us there, and we always had a good time. It's just, it's small, yeah, and yeah. it's cold. Yeah, we all, we all, we all <laughs> moved down here. Yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've done it on air many times. I mean, I've, I played there, and it was, I was like, oh, well, all right, time to talk trash. <laughs> but Time Bomb Tom was one of the few things that was wonderful about it, so. Yeah, he was he was a uh, kindred spirit, if you will. Oh, yeah, still putting on got it. there. So how did you Yeah, make- we played, yeah, no. Yeah, go ahead. No, I am. Um, we he he had me and he had digits and Wesley Willis up there at one point. That's yeah. where I met Wesley Willis, who was handing out artwork. I mean, yeah. it's it's crazy. I mean, <laughs> he he is in the know. His ear is to the ground. I think yeah, he's like the, the guy. There's, there's always like yeah. the, the guy in like the in the one town where you're like, oh, you're the guy. You're you're the guy, and it can, doesn't have to be an actual guy. It could be in the girl no. as well, but somebody that just. Oh, you're the person that makes amazing things happen here because you give a fuck. Yeah. And that's yeah, you know, and that's awesome. He's you know, yeah, and he's got the record store and Yeah. That's yeah. Love Tom. So how did you <laughs> end up playing the, the with the touch and go thing? It had been quite some time since uh since Digits had played. Uh it, it kind of seemed like they're, you know, you uh, from the outside anyway, it kind of seemed like you sort of closed the book on it and hadn't really thought that you were going to be doing anything more. Uh, so it was great to see this triumphant set to this triumphant mm. like, return for the, you know, for the fans, if you will. Uh, yeah, well, you know, Corey, Corey, you know, Touch and Go's always got this, like, family vibe where it's like, yeah. you're not just on the record label, you're best of friends. And so Corey's like, we're gonna, you know, let's pull it together and what do you guys think? We'd love to have you guys and, you know, we, can you do it? And so it, was, it wasn't just someone saying... We we want you to play so and so club. So that was one thing. It was sure. you know feeling like we were 
you know, bound family was. <laughs> but the other thing was that we were like, um, and for, it, it just caught caught fire. My brother was up for it, and he was kind of the wild card because you know he he has like the most difficult live performance job of playing the drums for yeah. the band, and um, he, he he had to get into like shape. Sure, <laughs> right, right. Not in shape. <laughs> he had to work work up and and you know get to get up to speed again. And then when he, you know, he said, we, you know, I'll do it. And it was just, that was great. And we were like, okay, great. We'll, we'll go ahead and do it. And then we said, well, what the heck? We'll play champagne yeah. as, as well. And that was another totally fun and great thing. Cause that's where we essentially cut our teeth and, and grew up and all that stuff. And, uh, and that was all great. That was all fine. And then we were like, hey, you know, maybe we should, we, we, put, we put it together. We put in the time. Maybe we should do a little tour, see what's happening. Let's, let's put out some feelers. And my brother went off the deep end. He was, and then, you know, it just, just took us back to why we stopped playing together oh. in the first place because everybody just kind of didn't like everybody else. And, and there was just like some unreali- unrealistic expectations. And anyway, that, and then it all fell apart. So and then that was all supposed to come back together again late, and I was like, I I don't want to do this again, man. <laughs> I you know I don't want to. Um, and then our bass player, you know, he passed away in the interim. Yeah. So yeah. And all that stuff. Man. Don't mean to bring it down. Oh, but uh, and then so that all. So now it's truly positively not going to be a, a digits reunion, but that, that all came about because, you know, we were, I think my brother, as much as he bitches and complains about not making enough money, he was eager to tap back into that whole, like, I'm a drummer in an awesome band and I need, I need an ego pump or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to see Time Bomb Tom dragging some uh, some bouncers towards me while I while I rock this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and I get it. I mean, that's not a judgmental take on him. No, Who doesn't no. like having their ego stroked? And you know, I, I am I am the I'm in the digits or I'm in the whatevers, you know. And uh, I, I'm I'm cool and I'm in a band and I love it. I mean. I, there's something more than just, I just want to play my guitar on, I, I just want to play my guitar, leave me alone. Otherwise we would never leave the bedroom, right? We would just right. stay in there and I'd yep. play my guitar for my kids or whatever. But once you start hitting the stage, there's something that, I don't know, some weird spark, some might say evil spark that happens <laughs> to where it kicks the ego in and you're like, okay, look at me, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and beer and, uh, all of a sudden, people are saying you're awesome, and I, I don't know. Maybe I'm my divulging a little bit too much about myself. And <laughs> the way I think. Hey, that's 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 what we're here to find out, man. That's that's what we're here to find out. <laughs> well, and, yeah. Well. So, and it, it seems like um, what what and what I loved about the digital stuff is it's very tightly wound rock and roll that kind of you know, got really too, very hooky, but kind of got right to the point. Like there wasn't a lot of, um, there wasn't a lot of excess on it. There wasn't like a, 
<laughs> you know, it wasn't like a Yes album where there's like <laughs> there's like movements and well, things like that. Well, definitely not yeah. like a Yes album. Jeez, <laughs> oh, yeah. you could probably play a Digits record on a side of a Yes album. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, talk about one of the bands that I hate the most. I, I don't know. I just I'm trying. I, I just could never tap into that whole Yes thing. But um, no, it was sort of like get in, get out. I, I guess you know it was like um, well, we don't funny how we fit a guitar solo in but we really try to as much as possible not have room for that guitar solo i don't know you know there was there was no there was no like grand rocket science behind it of course because we were i don't know drunk kids from downstate dorky not not dorky per se but we didn't put a, too much we put a lot of thought into it but it wasn't always from the uh perspective of it wasn't from an intellectual point of view. <laughs> right, um, right, right. Yeah. So the fact that you were kind of like um, making the leads, like making the shots count, wasn't necessarily like a, like an overarching ethos. It just was sort of like a, a symptom of the uh, the situation then. Yeah, you know, it was, it was like, um, well, the bands we liked, the bands we loved, you know, yeah. it was about the Buzzcocks and it was about the Ramones and they didn't have a bunch of guitar solos. They didn't have a bunch of intricate ins and outs to their songs that, you know, it was like, it's sort of like the cassette tape thing. It was like, Hey, I can, I can do this. We can, we can do this. Look, I'll make a song because these other people did. And it was, um, it was it actually worked and it was kind of easy. And then, you know, we just progressed. We got a little bit better at it. And then we started, doing a thing where we were like adding quick hooks and you're in and out and yeah. you're, you're done. And it's nothing but this, like a, you know, adrenaline seems to come and go really fast. There's, you don't, it doesn't stay too long, I guess, if you will. <laughs> and we just, you know, it seemed better to sustain. If you're going to sustain that, you do it in short spurts rather than try to sustain a four minute adrenaline rush, which is just, just ends up being lame. Okay. I mean, well, it's that's interesting you say that though because I could kind of say that's somewhat of what the Gaza Strippers was, which is still mm, the same yeah, yeah. sort of energy and tempo and things like that, but having more room for some more of that stuff. Yeah, you know, I think that was. Um, oh God, Gaza Strippers. <laughs> um, that was. That was a. Um, that was a, you know, it was like, look, I did the digits thing. I've done the, the two minute thing, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to try something different here. And, you know, I was like, you know, we've got two guitar players now. And I always loved the Queen Harmony guitars. Yeah. The yeah. way they would do stuff like that. So I was like, get some of that in there and, and just try something new and try to an extent. But I always felt like it was always like people, we always wanted to do fast, loud. Um, although it wasn't all fast. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, that, that branched out a lot, a lot more. And I'm, uh, again, I'm not sure exactly why that was other than the fact of like, um, maybe I'm going to try to try to write a little more sophisticated song, which was, wasn't always successful. You know, <laughs> it's like, sometimes it's like right. simpler, faster in and out is better than the four course meal. Okay. Uh, I, I, who knows why? Maybe it's just because it's like that wasn't my passion as much as it was the 
quick or something. I don't know. Well, well and how how was that? Uh, you know, t- did you take that ethos with you when you spent the the time with the super suckers and and did stuff with them as well? I mean, because they already had like a pre-established kind of thing, but you certainly brought your your voice and your 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 thing to it as well. Um, yeah, that was just sort of like when I brought some things to that. That was just sort of like uh, a uh, extension of the digits, sort of like run like a motherfucker. It's like you know could have been a digit song um uh bad dog you know was mm-hmm. that was a little more of a branch out that was a i guess i wasn't i don't know where that came from but um that that was uh, i that was more i swear that seemed like a more functional like uh we need we, you want some songs sure we could use some songs to finish up the album okay <laughs> great <laughs> we'll do uh, some songs. I'll put some songs. songs on the album, <laughs> yeah. and you know, oh, that'd be great because then I have songs on the album, yeah. and then um, they were huge fans of the digits, you know, and um, so there was a little bit of like, um, I don't know, encouraging me to do it sure. as well. Um, so, but I didn't. I didn't try to fit into the super sucker mold, if you will. I just did my thing, and it was like take or leave it. And um, <laughs> I ended up taking like essentially everything I <laughs> I put out there, but yeah. for better right. or worse. Right. <laughs> no, I mean it was it was the the. I mean, it. I think it happens in rock and roll more with like vocalists joining bands, but it was definitely was something where someone I felt that someone that had their very own voice. Like I feel like you had your own voice on guitar, uh, no matter what what it was you were doing, was added to something that already existed. That was like, oh, interesting, huh? Cool. Like that's- yeah, you know, I, at that point in my life, I was kind of like, it just just broke up. I was just looking for a, a way to stay active. And I was like, oh, um, they're going to fly me out to Seattle with practice. Oh, we're going to go tour on the bus so I can still be in the band. And, you know, it was kind of, it was a weird, it was a weird time period for, for me personally. So if we're looking back on it, I might have like um, thought a little bit more about what the legacy would look like in the long run and taking like, well, maybe I didn't need to do that. But what the hell I play rock and roll wanted to be in a band and I went for it and I, you know, didn't really, um, care about any fallout for, or how weird it looked or, um, what it sounded like. It was like, uh, just being a band with some dudes. And also I'm not this, I'm not the lead dude. Yeah. I I can just sort of hang back and uh, be one of the guys and not have to carry all that stress of being like the, Spear to spearhead, you know the right. spear, or whatever the tip of the spear. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and that that's uh, you know that that's a, a different role, <laughs> you know, like a, a different role entirely. Like it's it's um, I, I don't know. I, I I thought it worked. I thought it was interesting personally. Uh, you know, yeah. else- I mean, a lot of people enjoyed it, and yeah. um, it, it just ended weird and bad. And I mean, you know, in hindsight, I don't, you know, I don't have any. I don't have any bad feelings at this point it was just like uh um i'm just like i'm i'm not i'm not brothers with y'all <laughs> you right, know right. and they were they were kind of like a family that had put it all together and yeah. they were like saying and i was like yeah, i'm not really part of this and um 
So that was, that ended kind of weird that way, but that's fine. You're you like know. Fonzie from Happy Days or something coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Very clearly <laughs> defined character. Uh, yeah. You know, Rick, earlier we were uh, of the many songs we were we were listening to on on the radio show. We were listening to the Lee Harvey Oswald band. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, were, we were we were wondering, you know, when when it, when it comes time to uh, you know strange strange and weird things, like what <laughs> can can you speak a little bit to uh, the soul of rock and roll with that kind of thing? Uh, you know, just weird weird cool stuff, like what. What 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 drove that for you? What drives that? I mean, now you do composition and you do the um, what do you call it? The the, uh, the 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 big sound the big important to non rock and roll people thing. Uh, what's the what's the freaking? I'm 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 blanking on this word. What is the 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 the, the, the composition? Like, well, do I don't it? I don't know those guys. Right. And <laughs> I I actually I met them once and they were at some kind of douche the the rassles and um but i don't i don't really know them you know and i uh i think there's some people that think that i'm involved with them Mm. and i'm not sure exactly why that is but it i've had a couple people say that which is interesting i think sometimes you hear the singer and he sounds like a lot like me yeah it's very uh, similar yeah yeah. Do you think they were biting your style, or what's uh, what's the deal with that? Oh God, probably. You know, uh, everybody wants to sound like me, right? Get on everybody that train, man. To, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 everybody wants to steal my vibe, man. It's not. It's not cool. You know, you got to go out. You got to go out and make your own. Right. This has already been taken. <laughs> already claimed. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, if you ever want to talk to some Lee Harvey Oswald band guys, I do have a friend that has a friend that knows the drummer, so uh, maybe I could put you in touch. Hey, yeah, yeah. And you could do an interview with him. Yeah, it'd be great to that. That that would be a good episode. I think. I think that that'd be very interesting. I think you would. I think you'd really like to talk to him. From what I hear, he's a a character, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> So so uh, so speaking of drummers, uh, we've also on on the show we've had Ray Washam on, and I know there's the there's the record that you did with Ray, who's uh, I love dearly, and was kind of like when that happened, I was like, wait, what? Like that's crazy. That's that's not something I ever expected yeah. to have happen, but it was like super cool that it did happen. Oh yeah, no Ray Ray is. Uh... A, a, an intensely awesome, really great drummer. I don't know if those adjectives sound, sound stupid when I said it like that, but he's, he's really, um, I don't think people understand. Well, first of all, Ray, Ray got into the mix because, well, he hung around Touch and Go, and we were all friends, and sure. we were all, you know, blah, 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 and we were like, if we could have somebody play drums, and I wonder if Ray would do it. That would be awesome because we knew he was probably the best drummer in the freaking world. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and and he happens to be a, he happened to like our band, so we're like, oh my, oh my god, you know, it was a little bit like um, uh, using a hatchet to remove a fly from the forehead because it was like <laughs> he's got way more way more skills and chops than it's going to need. He's going to take to it's going to take to do our our thing. You know what I mean? But it was it was a 
it was an eye opener playing with him and watching him do his stuff. You know, I, uh, he, I, he revolution. I don't think people understand this, but I think he revolutionized how drums were played in punk rock bands. Yeah. If I mean, you listen yeah. to, if you listen to that scratch acid record, the first song, the first song, um, now I'm blanking on what this song is because of my Alzheimer's. Um, she said, she yeah, said, yeah, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. Um, it's amazing. It's, and it's, yeah, you listen to that drum beat yeah. and everybody and their mom uses that freaking drum beat now, man, <laughs> everybody. And he made it. He's the one who, I mean, I'm, who knows? He probably got it from somebody or watched, <laughs> see somebody do it. But I'm just saying that the way he played drums, the way he did stuff, he brought like this virtuosity into punk rock. That wasn't gross. Yeah. You know, right, right, it wasn't. Totally. Yes. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, and um, so, and the same thing with the whole band, the whole Scratch Acid, and even the Jesus Lizard thing. They, you know, they were able to, I don't know, take it to this place of, um, well, like I said, virtuosity that was yeah, punk rock at the same time, you know. Well, yeah. And so... And it's, uh, yeah, brought, brought that intensity to it, but also kind of, like, pushed it forward into i mean the the man definitely has a unique voice and uh it, it was interesting having him on just kind of like you know he, he's somehow very assured and very humble at the same time like and it's 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 an interesting combo that you don't see very yeah. often almost like a contract <laughs> killer or something you know <laughs> personally he's a yeah he's a funny guy he's an enigmatic for sure he's nice and he won't he won't he doesn't have any qualms to tell you you're a fucking idiot or, sh- or to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> no, he was, he's great. Love Ray. It was great working with him. So uh, another thing that I wanted to ask you is, like, I was, I was pretty shocked when that the Killboy Powerhead showed up on an Offspring record. Like, it was, it kind of blew me away. <laughs> Like that was something that, that blew me away too. I was gonna yeah. say, was that a, was that a surprise for you as well? Because it certainly surprised the hell out of me. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well, I, that was all weird and awesome. Yeah. Um. That. Um. The story goes that I, I don't know if you're familiar with Clawhammer. Yeah. Oh, the band yeah. Clawhammer. Sure. The band. Uh, the guitar player for Clawhammer, or was it the drummer? I don't know. You know, forgive me for not knowing the exact details, but apparently they were in the studio, Offspring was, and one of those guys were hanging out, and they went driving in the car, and one of the guys in Callhammer played the digits tape, and there were the guys in the Offspring said, oh my God, that's perfectly in my, the, the singer, that's in my range, man, that's great, yeah, and they were like, oh, you should do it, you should put it on, you should, you know, cover it, that's awesome, blah, 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 and the rest is history, <laughs> and so... That's the story, but I, I, I mean, if, forgive me if, for anybody listening that that's not the exact story, but it's somewhere around yeah. there. Mm, and, um, yeah, I mean, then, you know, it was kind of like I was being all punk rock and um, being, you know, supporting the scene by going like, oh, that's great, you guys. I'm glad you, I'm glad you recorded that. That's, you know, just, just having you guys do it is... Uh, 
an, an homage. That's all I need. I don't need any payment. And then someone goes like, you know, they just sold 50,000 records. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, yeah, you, you should get in touch with him. You should get in touch with him, man. And, I was, and these were other punk rock dudes. Right, right. Yeah. Chris from Rifles Chris from Riflesport was the one who was telling me that when I was in Minneapolis <laughs> doing a show on it. And I was like, Wow, let me do the addition here. That's he's like, Yeah, you can get a few thousand bucks for that. I was like, Dang man, it's hard to pass up that money. So, you know, it's kinda like, Okay, well, uh, it's just, I feel it's weird. I'm not so blah blah blah. I'm not so into it doing this sort of thing, but I want to call up Brett Gurowitz at Epitaph Records. Yeah. And um say what's up with all this <laughs> happening because it's so... starting to take off and stuff and he's like oh yeah we just went gold and i was like what, <laughs> yeah. what? <laughs> he says oh i owe you some money like, i oh, said really cool yeah <laughs> sounds yeah, okay great yeah dealing with epitaph and dealing with all those guys was the never there was never a never because nothing contentious about it which right. is freaking awesome because they could have been dicks you know, yeah, that's and awesome. but, and they put the record on. They put the song on before they talked me down because they, you know, sometimes like to say we only we, we, we want to put your, use your song, but we only want to pay you half of what you're, we're supposed to. You know, so they end up paying me full. So cool. Anyway, awesome. it was crazy good, and and who knows why? I mean, that's the the reason. I think you know, we forget the Offspring were just a band like the Digits. You yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. We we put we covered bands, put them on our, our record. We never we never covered bands that were sort of in the same stratus, if you will. You know, yeah. we, we cover a Devo, a Devo song. We covered that MC5 uh, song. Yeah, which is awesome. yeah, yeah. And, and which you know we those were bands that we they might as well have been the freaking Beatles. You right, know what I mean? Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. What we we thought about them. Yeah. It wasn't like we we covered a super sucker song or something. Right. So right, yeah, but yeah, I'm maybe sure. they just thought we were obscure enough to where people might think, oh, we'll just take it, and they won't, nobody will know or care. <laughs> and <laughs> I I don't I don't mean to put words in their mouth. I mean, I don't, who knows? Now I'm just just <laughs> seemed like it kind of helped yeah, out wondering. everyone. Yeah. You know, good on good on them for yeah. doing the right thing. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm sure that was uh, quite a few people's first time they heard a digit song at all. Sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, I, I, was mean, a, I was a freaking weirdo, so of course I already knew it. But I mean. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I bought. Yeah, that that's true. Man. Only weirdos knew it. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Well, so, so I'd say probably the last thing I, w- I want to talk to you about, and it's been great having you on, Rick. It's uh, I'm, I'm so glad we finally got to do it. We've talked about it for a long time. It's uh, it's uh, it's a real honor. Uh, you know no, now. Great, Thanks. I, I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but you work as a sound designer and composer for uh, Looking Glass Theater, right? And that's something that's. Well, well, I'm a sound designer. I'm a freelance sound designer and composer. I do you do work work at Looking Glass. I'm a member of Looking Glass Theater Company, but um, I work all over the country. The country, and what I do is I, like right now, I'm working on a show. For instance, just to give you. a a little insight as to what I do. I'm working on a show and uh, that's going to go happen and that's going to happen in DC and it's at the Roundhouse Theater and it's called I'll Get You Back Again where they want me to make all this like psychedelic rock music and it's not a musical. It's they they have this there's this band in the play and they and I, so I'm making songs that sound like um I don't know uh Shadows of the Night 
and Nuggets. Yeah. And right. so I made a couple of songs for, for them. I'll, so I'll, I'll do that. And also in the show, there's like, you know, I got to take care of all the microphones. I got to, oh, look, there's a the sound of rain and thunder because there's a storm outside. And I've got to create all that crap. Like Foley and, stuff almost. Yeah, well, it's not Foley because it's recorded. Right. Uh, let me school you a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. Please. Okay, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> Foley is hand-generated. Oh, like, okay. um, like, you know what I'm saying? Where yeah, and you recorded slap, is. You slap the steak or whatever. And, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, but, so there's, that's one show. Now, I did Moby Dick at Looking Glass, and that was a gigantic three-act show where I made all the music and all the sound for that. Okay. And the music was more um, from, like, the 19th century is like a 19th century waltz sort of thing that sort of had, I don't know, like a um, uh, a Tom Waitsy sort of feel. So, you know, I'm doing all these different genres now. I'm doing stuff like, um, that that uh, you know, like piano piece, a piano aria, and stuff like that. Which, my God, who would have thought? Um, <laughs> right. So it's like a, so it's like a super wide ranging. You got to cover whatever yeah. the whatever the play is. Exactly. You got to have. You got to be able to be. You got to be diverse. Yeah. Or you cannot be and only and be specialized, but you just get less work. You know. And um, <laughs> I also, you know learned how to do the, the sound design thing. So it's all very computer-based now. And so, I'm, you know, I had to learn a, a bunch of technology and we come, come to the 20, uh, 21st century. You know, it is all and stuff I never would have. You know, I'm a producer now and I, um, yada, yada, yada. So anyway, it's all very, it's it's my day job. So well, it, I actually... I'm actually making money now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not just relying on the offspring. Fancy that. <laughs> well, it, it's exciting. It's exciting as an observer to see you do it. It's one of the more, I think, one of the more interesting evolutions of um, uh, of folks from from punk rock that are you know in my area of interest. And it's, I, I would love to talk to more and more about it. Unfortunately, we're just about out of time. Uh, but I, thank great. you, thank you for speaking to it, and thanks for being on the show, man. It's it's been great having you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. I'm appreciating. Uh, thanks a lot. Uh, it's a fan, fan of all the things you do, and um, you know, uh, take take it easy. We'll, we'll have you on again sometime, and we'll we'll talk some more. How about that? Uh, sounds great. All right, Rick. Keep playing the keep playing the music, dude. You know it, man. We will. Okay. <laughs> take care, I'll brother. See you around. All right. There he goes, Mr. Rick Sims. What a fucking cool guy! Oh, what a cool what a guy! Bitch. Awesome. This is uh, <laughs> we're all uh, we're all freaking turned around today. Um, but of course we're uh, we're clearing out for music on with music off. It's feed. And um, yeah, that's great. That finally happened. I'm stoked. Rick Sims is, is rad. He is such a cool dude, and it's super cool that we got to talk with him. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's uh, it's nice. It's nice. It I guess nice. is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta get in touch and see what's going on with that uh, that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald band drummer. Yeah, yeah, we better get that guy in the line. We'll, Check in. We'll, we'll have that guy in the show soon. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a real dick. Yeah, I know. A character. Oh. <laughs> hey, everybody. 
This has been episode 99 of Kona Neutron's Protonic Reversal. Holy crap. 99. Wow. And Red Balloons, 99 podcast episodes. <laughs> 99 um, podcast episodes go by. Yeah. They did. They uh, went by. Listen to the digits. The digits are great. Listen to Radio Nope, RadioNeutron.com for the archives. I guess that's about it. I got to wrap it up quicker than I, I normally do. So, got <laughs> <laughs> uh, here. Live listeners, stay tuned for Music On with Music On. And as always, take it easy. Good night, y'all. Check you later. Signing off. Mr. and Mrs. America. I'll keep it going. All oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Anyone within the sound of my I've voice. I've done the same talk of every episode. Oh, we're off air. Oh, oh, no, we're not on the <laughs> I've got 50,000 watts of power. I want to ionize the air. sound into electricity. Can you hear me now? Out on Route 128, the dark and lonely. I got my radio on. Can you hear me now? to my top 10. I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl.
listen to it and And I was listening to it and something something just kind of seemed familiar. Something in the composition, something kind of seemed Rick Sims like about it. Familiar in some way, I suppose you could say. Good, but familiar. <laughs> 